Yo, get with it. The stretchy boys are coming through. And we go live in. Four and three and two and one, one. Hey, brother. What's popping? Yo, man. Just keep this, this plate of cake away because it's, um, it's Chica's cake day today. Happy birthday, Chica. Yeah, thanks, bro. What's popping? What's popping, my G? Yeah, I'm straight. I'm I'm Gucci, you know. In the year 2020, you are how old now? 28, Woo! man. Uh, Look at that. Look at life. You know, Look funny, at you. Funny thing. I mean, well, by the time you hear this, um, the barbecue will be over. Yo, so um, right now there's a plate of cake uh, in front of me. I'm eating it. Chica can't eat cake because he's trying to lose weight. But he's sipping a bottle of wine, though. I don't drink alcohol anymore. Um, but we do have a little grill situation getting set up as we record. So after this is done, yeah. we're heading to the back. You know, For link up with some party, people. After party. You get me? Party after party. Quick shout to the Malam in Garaki Market that ripped us off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you we're, know better we're the good for you. Ramsu, yeah. <laughs> the, the nigga just... <laughs> He yeah. got ripped us off. How how we here in ABJ two years we can't speak proper house uh, at least for like I mean, market because, purposes because we don't use because to be honest that's not good enough. We don't go to the market. That's not good enough. We are in France. You'd have picked up some French by now. Yeah, because that's what you speak everywhere. Like, I don't necessarily need outside. Yeah, I get, I get the point. Yeah. But I mean, for market purposes though, I I was learning because during COVID. Yeah. Yeah, when during the lockdown we had those. God, we really suffered. We only had like select days we could go to the market. Back yes, then. We, we only could. Yeah, I, I picked up something. I could say how many kilos I wanted of meat and stuff but yeah I nah, forgot it I forgot it but yo man um, congratulations on your birthday I think uh, 28 is going to be a phenomenal year for you some new beginnings some fresh stuff coming through so uh, really rooting for you my G yeah thanks man appreciate appreciate the love um, um, <clears throat> we're trying to celebrate this birthday yeah um, <laughs> on the backdrop of you know a lot of shit that's been happening um, first of all this is the second pod we're recording. So in the title, you may be seeing episode two and you're wondering, what about one? There was a, there was a episode, we recorded an episode uh, last week, um, but that obviously preceded the events of, the unfortunate events of the Lekki Tollgate shootings and all the, all the shit that was last week, to be honest. And um, we, we decided to not put it out in the way that we should have put it out because it just got overtaken by events, right? Mm-hmm. And now we are going to just, you know, look at what's happened and um, I know some of us are going through the, the mental reins right now. People are, people are anxious, people are deflated. But really, I think what we really need to focus on is how do we use the momentum that we gathered and do something moving forward. I mean, uh, a lot of people are grieving right now. If anybody had told me that I would be, you know, hosting a barbecue on Sunday, mm. I would have told them to, you know, get serious with life. My response would have been people who died. Um, and yes, people did die, even though the the official reports is so far acknowledging just one death. And that is a situation that has us wondering, for a country that is so underdeveloped, we put politics over humanity. And you know what? I think that is why we are underdeveloped. We have consistently put politics over humanity. That is a problem. And that is why we are here today. In fact, I think this should be the title of the podcast, Politics Over Humanity. Because when you really look at it and um, you see the way in which the government responded, you see, you listen to the president's speech the other night, um, you see what's been happening since 
the the really terrible and horrific shootings in, in Lekki, um, the value placed on the average Nigerian life is is next to nothing. Yeah, you, you see know? that you you see it in the policies and how they generally treat us. You know, you see them then, and and then you're like, uh, maybe these guys don't know better. But then you see how they then take it a step further with violence, like unwarranted, unnecessary violence. And then you're wondering, hey, wait, why are they doing this? But then you see the way they are quick to cover up their tracks right after. And then you realize, oh, shit, they know what they are doing. They just didn't care about your life enough. We to do the right thing. So we're dealing with we're dealing with deep rooted wickedness. We're dealing with deliberate acts of you know subjection to the bottoms. It's deliberate. And to be honest, two weeks of protest is not going to undo this. Yeah. Um <coughs> that brings us to the next to, to, to the next phase of this movements what's next for us what's next for everybody involved in this movement you know um and again uh, because if you see if you really look back to what happened over the course of 10 days and just how fast and how efficiently we built like basic responsive units to everyday nigerian daily needs right for people who are protesting um i i think you know we know that it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. I think we know that we don't need billions uh, of naira to do the bare minimum in this country. Yeah, right. We know that. I mean, I know. I know it's not news, but it's one thing to to be told these ridiculous figures every day, every day in the news, and you think, of course not, man. So somebody's definitely taking something off the top. But then to see an alternative work in real time in front of your eyes, you know, something that you, in a way or two, a lot of us were part of, and it really brings you the question. You know, just how can we scale that up? You know, and I know that there are lots of clear impediments in our way. You know, um, we, we've been more or less threatened to <laughs> to stay off the streets. Um, we are currently. I, th- I don't. I don't know that a lot of people realize it, but uh, an information war is currently or disinformation oh, war is currently being waged on us it right is. now. And it is so. You know. You know why this is funny. Mm. You know why this is funny. Because you're literally playing on our turf. Yeah, yeah. You see, because th- these are our tools, and and that that's that also brings brings me to the other point. All right, not every young person is with us. Yeah. Right. There, there are clearly ops among us, and ops who are really all about what they can eat today, and they're not thinking of what they're going to build for the people who are coming after them. Right. Yeah. And again, look, man, that's fine for them, but you know, we've shown that there is an alternative to the bullshit that we're, that we're facing. We've shown that it can work. And I know that right now, a lot of people, some people who have, who are vocal during the period and I've seen, um, seen some very cryptic stuff happening. I know some people have been getting threats and mm-hmm. getting warnings. Um, so the, the I, guys, the guys at human goal have had their website attacked. Do you get the people whose, whose accounts are still, uh, have still been uh, limited in terms of how they function pretty much frozen to be honest, because, they donated or they supported, you know, the, cause. the, the causes, uh, the cause in one way or the other. So you add all of that to the government's ability, and let's not kid ourselves. Um, like we, like we've said, and everybody sort of knows, the government controls mainstream media in Nigeria, and that mm-hmm. includes the medium that we work on, which is the radio. And they do that 
with the aid of our regulator, the NBC. Yeah. Um, it's very easy. Um, by the way, shouts to you, Chica. You gave a fantastic link the other day on your station. And, you know, you really broke broke that down. And if you haven't seen it, it's on Chica's IG. Um, it's, uh, it's only just over five minutes long. I think it will be some of the best five minutes you'll spend any day, right? So check that out, please. But I think what, we've, what we really need to then be focusing on, like, like you mentioned, is where do we where do we go from here? Knowing fully well that it's not as if, oh, these guys sort of crushed our spirits and then we're down for mm-hmm. now, right? And then nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. So the one of the four laws of power, um, I'm going to paraphrase, is like, if you have your enemy down, you've got to crush your enemy totally. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, we didn't have the ability to do that because we're not the government. Government is yeah. way powerful than we are. But we fought a good fight. And I think we're still fighting a very fantastic fight. Um, unfortunately, we we got uh, we got the wind knocked out of us in a way, right? Yeah, we did. And um, but moving forward, we know we know the the level of work that we need to put in. We put in a certain level of work. Now we know we need to multiply that, but by God knows how much. But I believe that lots of us are ready to do the work. What's even more interesting is while we're doing that, the government also knows that they have us on the ropes. Now they're not going to let off. Uh-huh. So don't think because there was the uh, the shooting, the terrible sh- shooting incident in Lekki. Um, that that's where it ends. That oh, they think oh, they've used that one to chill, make us chill now. No, 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 that's not where it ends. All right, because we caused them a lot of damage. We caused them a lot of headache, and now that they know that with the agents of the state, they can suppress us, they're going to want to completely extinguish us, and that's what we can't let happen. True. Um, I just want everybody to know this, right? We are dealing here with a system of oppression that is deeply rooted look at this at look, look at this as a as an iroko or a mahogany tree right that's been standing for 60 years knowing that trees never stop growing they continue to grow right just imagine how deeply rooted a 60-year-old tree would be. That is what we are dealing with here. And to be honest, we were mainly pulling off one of some of the leaves on the branches. We were not even attacking the branches yet. You know? So, I don't want anybody listening to this podcast and thinking, hey, we gave, we gave up. No, we didn't give up. There are so many ways with which we are going to have to attack this enemy. We cannot attack them on one front only. We have to hit them at all sides. Think of this as a video game, right? You're playing a video game. You're 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 hitting at a you're hitting at a character. You're hitting at the character. You're hitting at the character. At some point, you're going to have to retreat, right? Go and get some more power. I think you play a game like that in God of War. Mm. You play something like that in God of War. You're fighting a character. You're fighting a character. You beat them to a certain point, but you have to retreat, right? You have to retreat. Go get some. Um, you have to retreat. Go get some some more strength. Go get some more powers. Come back and then attack. And that is exactly what we're going to be doing here. There is the, there is a system that wants to hold us down. The system that prides itself in giving us ten thousand naira trader money. That prides itself in giving us thirty thousand naira empower money but reserves an NPC board for their children 
and those of their cronies. That system is rich. I mean, recently we have been seeing food banks everywhere. Food that was supposed to be for the populace during the lockdown. People were looking at what other countries were giving their citizens and wondering Nigeria cannot give us this. We had it. Not knowing that we actually had it. We had it. Lots of it, fam. Nigeria just, could actually afford to give all of us food. Not just food, man. Appliances. Every fucking thing Nigeria we Nigeria could man. afford to give us these things. Nigeria said no. One, one, one senator representing Lagos said that he was going to give them out on his birthday. You were going to pass the right of the public off as your gift to them. And that is what pains me the most. That is what breaks my heart the most. Because during election, these same motherfuckers all of a sudden have rice. Yeah. And wrapper for our mothers. It breaks my heart, to be honest. Let me tell you, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you've seen those videos. That's... Uh, is it Professor or Dr. Apoki, the guy who broke down the stages of the warfare? And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Dr. Apoki. Yeah, he's spot on, man. Man, man had it. Man wasn't, man wasn't just kidding. Um, so obviously we know, I think now we, we sort of know the, the quantity of people that, you know, the kind of, the kind of people we're dealing with. If we're under any illusions that they were going to roll over, I think that's been cleared now. Um, so I think a, a lot of the things that, we need to now focus on is how to, to to scale up. Like I said earlier, we've seen that we can mobilize a, a team of lawyers to get people out of illegal police detention in record time. We need to then build organizations uh, to make that happen. Because, you know, like it or not, while it seemed that we're very efficient and organized, a lot of the people who put in work and put in the effort and the time were volunteers, right? People set aside their daily lives to volunteer their resources, energy to the cause. And um, we now have to look at how we can make that thing part of, you know, an institution. Like we, yeah. like everybody's been saying, you know, when eventually, because we are still going to get the police to, to, act, to act right. That's not even in question. That's, that's not debatable. We are going to do it. One but, way or another. But we're not going to stop there. And I think everybody, I think, I think, I think that's what really shakes the political elite, uh, political elite of this country. They know exactly where we're targeted at. I've seen, a bunch of them make very callous and tone deaf statements. Amichi said we were having fun in the streets, which is why we're mm-hmm. why we're dodging tear gas and mm-hmm. water cannons. Um, I've seen another senator say, "Oh, the youth, the youth are angry because um, we are too showy. They, the politicians, they, they show off too much of their wealth." Good, good, good. Um, <laughs> it's all crazy, man. Because um, what 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 it means is that we have struck the fear of God, you know, at their hearts. But what we should also give give credit to i think it's something that everybody needs to be careful about is that they still have the instrument of states uh, i saw the news that yeah, the ig says because of the uh looting of of uh covid19 warehouse yeah. and stuff that the police should go on the streets to restore order uh-huh. all the police formations all the police units that means that you know in the coming weeks we're going to see some heavy police presence in nigeria we're essentially uh-huh. a police state right why that makes me scared very much so is because um, we've not really gotten access to the recourse of the average Nigerian person, which is the judiciary, right? Um, there's a long road to go towards that, but I know that 
there will be more illegal arrests that won't be documented. Yes. There will be more disappearances that nobody's going to make noise about. And people are going to be very careful now, like it or not, since the president's speech the other day of what's going to happen. So I feel like we need to actually have proper strategies in place. And I know that everybody is talking about, oh, cool, we young people who can mobilize. Let's start looking towards 2023. I even feel we need to look beyond that. It's, you see, the, the right? road to 2023, to be honest, maybe maybe even in 2023, we might only be able to get a measly 5% of the goals that we totally want to get. Yeah. Look, imagine, look at those warehouses. The one in Lagos was 600 by 600 feet. Guy. It took the people two and a half days to loot. 600 by 600, filled to the brim with food. Everything. Some of, some of it had started the going biggest, back. The biggest ship out in the open is not 600 feet. These guys had food. Now, that is just one. That we found in Lagos, to be honest, because there are definitely more in Lagos because it's a very, very popular yeah. space. We've not gone to other parts of the country. We've not gone to other parts of the country. Areas with larger population like Kano. We don't even know what is. We don't know what's going on at, at Papa Wolf. We don't know. We don't know, Containers bro. Containers that they've left since God knows when that they've not cleared. Bruh. Containing food. Bruh. Now, imagine that to be somebody's bank accounts. Imagine that to be the bank account of Peter Odili. Imagine that to be the bank account of one speaker of the House of House of Assembly in River State. Imagine that to be Calab to be Cross River, Akwai Bomb. Just think of all the coastal areas where we have oil in this country, all the oil producing states. Imagine the bank accounts of the of of, of governors. Before AFCC. That is how much of our money we have stashed away. Look, people have cash rotting away in this country that they will never get to spend. They'll never even see it again. They will never, like, I'm not even sure they, 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 they don't know, know that. Where they, they, stashed stashed they don't know where they are. They don't know where they are. But it's, you see, like, we're dealing with deep-rooted wickedness. I'm talking... See, these guys have forgotten more than they know they have. They've forgotten way more money than they know they have. Because you can't put all that money in the banking system. You're going to raise, you're gonna raise like, serious flags. You know? You're gonna raise and you can't flags. spend this because the fuck are you going to be spending it on? What are you going to buy? Do you know? How much can you launder? So, we are... We are dealing with deep-rooted wickedness. We're dealing, with, we're dealing with Pablo Escobar-type people in terms of the amount of money that they've been able to steal and just the way that it might as well serve as, like, fire, to, to stoke the fire to warm them when they're cold. Like, they really could be... They literally could actually use money as toilet paper. Yeah. Because... They they've stolen so fucking. I mean, much imagine of it. the notes. Imagine imagine the old naira notes that have just gone bad in people's stash. Imagine the old naira notes that they could not take to the banks. Look, <sighs> what I'm saying here is that they have the resources to fight us infinitely. Like they have the resources to fight us. So our fight against them has to be strategic. Again. Because I'm a millennial. 
the only references I can make in terms of fighting is video games. You know how tiny our video game characters are? Yeah. But you know the other characters that we have to fight and how gigantic they are. Big Sometimes even like, be like hundred times hundred our size, but we must kill them. And angry and and coming at you with everything. But you must kill that character yeah. to move on. Yeah. So look at this as we as as if we're playing video game. If both of us were going to play God, uh, if we got, both of us were going to play Call of Duty, right? I would ask you to go fight somebody while I cover you, while, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. while I cover you. I'll give you cover fire. I give you cover for fire. You just keep shooting, right? Yeah. That's that's both of us playing Call yeah. of Duty, yeah. right? Or playing Fortnite, yeah. the same thing. That's what we're going to do here. Some people are going to have to go ahead and fight them. Yeah. Some of us are going to act as shield for them. Yeah, and you know, that's a good point. That is that's where I want all of us to start thinking. So in your own little way, where do you think you're going to fit? Because some people are going to be good at... Some people are so good at being confrontational. Some people are so good at sitting at the table and getting a fucking deal out of it. Some people are going to be good at taking care of food for those who are going to go and fight the fights. I don't want everybody to think that we all have to be on the streets protesting. Yeah. Some people will be... And that's why this worked. That is why this protest worked the way it did. Our parents did not know this. So while some people were in the streets protesting, some people were taking care of those who were arrested while protesting, getting them out and ensuring they went back there. You know, some people were making sure that the injured were getting health care so that they could, so that if they got, you know, healed right on time, they would go back to join their comrades out in the fields. That is how we have to fight this fight. And then there were people who were engaging the government, files and co. Cool, cool. Who were putting the heat on the government. And not not just engaging them, they were also able to get on these international platforms exactly. and get the word out. And then know? there were the people the, with those with the numbers, those with the press, shouts to Kiki Modi and Co. Who got the BBC to see what we're doing here. Yeah. Shout to Stephanie Busari, who got the BBC to who got CNN, CNN yeah. to see what we're doing here. Right? Shouts to our, our artists who were able to get, you know, the, the, the foreign markets, you know, like foreign radio stations, Ebro, you know, even to, to even, see what we're doing here. Shouts to the tech community. Even reach out to Jack to see what we're doing here. Even people who documented this thing. And for, then the, the people who documented the, for, for, for posterity. It's, everybody has a very so, crucial role to play. Because at the end, the documentation, in fact, seems to be what's saving us now because yep. they are trying to discredit us. Yep. They are trying to discredit the movement. There is a, there, there, there is a monster, right? There is a dragon that breeds propaganda. It's a big misinformation. Wait, I don't know. Either one. It's a big misinformation campaign going on now. People are questioning what their eyes saw in real time. Do you get people like, are, it is, it is people, that bad. Like, I know what I saw. Yeah, How are, are you saying, telling me that what I saw was <laughs> Fake. People are saying, oh, no, probably trauma. Um, people are saying, oh, you know, when you're in the dark, X and X and X happens and so on. Again, let me just let me just point this out. We expected this. I, I think if, we you, did. if this is all a surprise to you, then, well, good morning. You know what? You know what? You <laughs> yeah. know what? That night of the shooting in Lekki, DJ Switch kept saying, Mekuna, they record this thing. There was a reason why. Record she was telling life. them, pick the bullets. Yeah. Did you list, Did you watch her her um, her IG? Yeah, after, the post after, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just want to say first of all, shout to DJ Switch. I think that was a very brave thing. She saved the movement. And I know that um, 
her life's probably not entirely safe right now. And um, I'm, she, 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 alluded to the, she alluded to the facts and saved the movement. She alluded to the facts and that there have been people who have also been helping her out. So shouts to them. Um, but that's that's an example of why it's important to document what we're doing. You know what what young Nigerians are doing everywhere to ensure that we demand and get better from our government, whom we vote for, to whom we pay taxes so that we can have a better life, all right? We have gone through a simple, this is just a phase of a fundamental fight, not just for our lives and our human rights, but for the people after us, you know? And I, and I, and I, and I also want to reiterate this, because I think, because I think, you know, there's, a, there's, there's, you know, there's anxiety now, people are scared and so on. Some of us, you know, and this is the sad reality of things. Some of us will not benefit from the products of this of this movement. Some of us will not benefit. You know, we're all going to grow old and look back and think, uh, you know, there was a time when this is what we had to do. We had to demand better, yada, 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 good stuff. People who are going to benefit, who are going to have better freedoms, better interactions with the police, who are going to be properly taken care of by government, because then we'll probably be the ones in government anyway, right? Mm-hmm. We would be the ones in government. Like, there are kids. There mm-hmm. are kids' kids. All right? I recently watched something uh, yesterday on Netflix. I've been hearing a lot, a lot of talk about it, and I think it's it's brilliant for the times that we're in. Um, the Chicago 7, the trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah. Give us about, a backstory. Yeah, so basically, um, you, we all know how, how America fucked up with the war on Vietnam. We know what happened after yeah. President Lyndon B. Johnson left. He wasn't really keen on the war. Nixon got in, super keen on the war. And um, yeah, there were, there, were, there were several movements. There was a counterculture movement. You know, people call them, you know, hippies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, they were very much against the war. Then there were people who were um, ideologues. You know, they had ideas. They were very much about using, trying to change legislature um, to try and get America to off away from the war. You know, there's just groups of people and so on. But each of them had like, figureheads, leaders, yeah. if you like. There was also the Black Panther movement, obviously. Yeah. And then what happened was there was going to be the Democratic uh, National Convention where they were going to pick the Democratic presidential nominee. It's going against Nixon, right? And uh, it was going to hold in Chicago and Illinois. And the idea for them was let them get all their groups of people because all of them had followers, right? And the idea was to get everybody to go to Chicago mm-hmm. and stage a peaceful protest opposite the Hilton Hotel where the convention was going to hold. It was going yeah. to, they were going to be in the park opposite and everything. But the, the mayor of Chicago, uh, through his you know, administrative guys, refused to give them permit. And the guys made them understand that, look, young people all across America are going to converge in Illinois, in Chicago, precisely, in Illinois. They're going to want to protest, Right? You've got to give them a place to protest because they're going to show up anyway. They're going to. What? what it's just for. It's just for making no be like say we don't get permits. Do you get me? They're going to show up anyway. And I'm going to get back to the backstory of that. But it brings me to what I think someone Lou or any other state government who was a bit shaken by the protest. If you're yeah. really on the side of the protesters, you could have said, okay, cool. And I think we now know that that's what we should have done as protesters. Should have like central areas where everybody gathered in huge numbers and protested day in day. They are supposed to moving and having this small pockets of protests in different parts of a particular state. Yeah. Cool. Someone could have said, look, we can only have to protest areas in Lagos if you have a grievance with NSARS or whatever. Like it's Gate on the island. I think before they used to protest at the Ganifa Park. It was a park like that named after Ganifa Wemi. Uh, if you don't know Ganifa Wemi, 
was a human rights lawyer in Nigeria, one-time or two-time presidential candidate as well. Um, sadly died, but he did some really fantastic work. Cool. So if you have those spots and say everybody we want to protest against against SARS and police brutality, assemble there, uh-huh. right? Sure. We wouldn't have had things degenerate this way. But of course, we know how high-handed the Nigerian government is. Back to the the Chicago Seven story. Eventually, what happened? We, what happened was everybody, everybody, everybody pulled up, right? And guess guess what was waiting for them? The police. The police in full-on riot gear against people without anything, just their voices. Young people with American flags protesting their fundamental human rights. They were met with police violence. It was brutal. It was nothing unlike what we encountered. The same methods from the 70s, from the 60s. Talking about the 60s now. Yeah. This is 2020. Same shit. Right? But then it all went on to the government figure, getting out the figureheads, arresting them, charging them with so on. So um, the judge, um, <laughs> God fucking bastard. The judge was clearly pro-government, uh-huh. you know. Um, long story short, um, they were found guilty. The judge gave them half of the maximum sentence for inciting a riot. They were not found guilty for rioting. They were found guilty for inciting a riot, you know. And they got five years, which for all of them was overturned by an appeals court. And I think um, the judge, the judge's name is is forever plastered in name for me. Um, I, I've been doing some reading on each members of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, one of them, the leader of the uh, UPs. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, he kept on leading counterculture and so on. Sadly, he took his own life uh, sometime in the late nineties or early two thousands. One of the other guys. Uh, what is his name now? Daily or something. Uh, ended up uh, going into politics and um, being part of the legislature, which is to the point of saying that there are people who are built for different things. Yeah, and everybody needs to find the pocket to which they belong. Yeah, and then we all know that we're coalescing towards a bigger goal. Yes, right. So, if for example, um, there are people who who are activists who can get the energy of the crowd up, who know how to get people on the streets to peacefully protest, right? That's what they do. That's who they are. Get them out there. While that is happening, the government says, okay, you know what? We want to talk to you guys. Uh Send, I hate the fact that they kept saying leaders. What she said is, send representatives. Yeah. Cool. There are people who... You know why I do not not like the idea, especially with the way they spoke about representatives? Because we sent you there to represent us. Mm. So why are you asking me no, I mean, to send representatives? I mean, we know the game. We know the game. So let's say we're playing the game, right? You're asking, okay, they say you have demands as young people, but send representatives. Fantastic. We will send them. But, so we have those people, people who are lawyers, people who have some background in negotiation, like you just said. Take those people over there. Now, the deal is if they say, okay, for us to actually negotiate in good faith as government, this is an ideal situation because we know the Nigerian government doesn't deal in ideals. Sure. But let's say this was going to be an ideal situation. Nigerian government says, okay, cool. We're going to concede on points one, two, four, five, yada, 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 of your demands, right? Mm-hmm. In good faith, we need you guys off the streets so that, you know, business can resume, economy wouldn't be bad. If that was the tone, if that was how we were being spoken to with some fucking respect for our rights to protest, guess what would have happened? We would have gone off the streets for a while. Yeah. Our representatives would have been in several government meetings, 
trying to get our demands, right? Yes. We would have had a show of good faith already before even the meetings began, True. right? From the government. We would have shown some good faith in return. We would have continued and continued. Whenever a stalemate happened, guess what? We'll fucking go back to the streets. At least we, it would be on record that we went out there to speak with you. But you see, these guys, not, that's these not guys how. did not regard our pain. In, in fact, instead, they said, and this is on account of the president's speech, that even, even considering opening up a dialogue with us on their part was a show of weakness. Yo. Didn't that... That, it that, shock you guys. that hits me different. I was like, God damn. Nigga. It shocked me. Like, Nigerians are so fucking intelligent. How did we end up with this guy? And you know, we, you know what? You we know, know, we know, know how, you know, man. It's not even that. I just realized that, you know, circumstances water. brought him into our lives. I don't have water. I, I don't have water. But you have alcohol. I do have alcohol. But you don't have water. But I don't have But you watched water. me finish like a big chunk of cake just now. So you, you look me to eat. You can drink tap water. It's clean. I don't drink tap water. It's on the water board. I, I have. I have water but tap water in my house. I don't drink sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. I don't have water. You don't have You don't have um clean bottled water there? No, I don't. I was going to actually buy some water. We were, we're out in the supermarket, Chica. We went yeah. to the market too. You should have bought a pack of water now. You know, consider, you know, you know you have a ring for your ear. You no know ring for my ear. Shit. Sorry. No vex. As I did thirsty now with the with the pod, what's I go do? Just sip wine. I don't drink alcohol. Now wine. Now the same thing. It now make, wine. It make me thirsty. Oh more. I know if he help you, guy. Anyway, um, I, I think qu- there's I'm, some I'm leftover. Qu- no, I'm quitting this pod. water in the fridge. Check. Oh, there better be a sachet. So what was I even talking about? I don't know. I don't have water to drink. That's okay. Anyway, uh, why are these niggas getting some water? So here, here's here's my thing, right? The government didn't regard our pains. The government didn't regard our, you know, our cry. And we, for a country full of really intelligent people, it's a shame that we are led by the worst of us intellectually. I'm sorry, but our president is not the smartest. <laughs> He's not the smartest of us all, at all. Like. He's not even fit to lead us mentally. He is, I feel like he stopped developing mentally in 1993. I feel like that was when he stopped developing mentally in 1993. He's not developed mentally since then. And so to be, to, to be led by him is one of our greatest undoing. Did you find anything? I was saying that I do yeah, feel man, like I, didn't find I, I feel like the president stopped developing mentally in 1993. Stop. <laughs> so to be led by him is a, and you know what? What by the time what the time he was when 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 he was running for office, yeah, Nigeria was facing one of his biggest insecurity issues in history, right? And so we felt like having an army general. Coming a retired, retired army general, you know, um, who understood what war was like, he probably would be able to help with insurgency. And at the time, that so was he, our biggest problem. So he claimed, yeah. And so he was not talking so much. 
That's he the kept thing. saying corruption, corruption, corruption. And, and we were hearing that, oh, they had given somebody money to buy web was it 640 billion chica that guy that guy is stuck in the 80s that they had given somebody money to buy weapons and the person shared it amongst his friends blah 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 so we're also talking about corruption and what the fuck was going on with the economy he wasn't talking but every time he spoke he said corruption insurgency corruption insurgency so in our minds this nigga is definitely going to check this at least insurgency but you know what I realized? I've realized that they have actually, they have, like, corruption has been retailed. Like, you know how we have Johnny Walker in a small pet bottle now? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we have corruption. Corruption has been retailed in Nigeria. Corruption is no longer the government inflating the cost of contracts. Corruption now goes beyond that in Nigeria. And he is unable to fight it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Um, I don't know that it's, it's, it's an inability thing or if it's like a clear incompetence thing, right? Um, so here's the thing. He was, he, was, uh, he was a head of state in the 80s. Cool. I think he took power in 83, was overthrown in 85. Mm. So... Um, his idea of governance is stuck in the 80s. In the 80s, we had oil, we're good, we're Gucci, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, what a lot of people won't tell you is that we have, Nigeria is on paper Africa's largest economy, but that's because we're touting our Paris as one of the, the world's... most populated. One of the most populated and one of the world's um, highest oil producers. Oil which is no longer in high demand as, as it used to be. Um, so we basically... Yeah, fuck Elon Musk for that. Cool. We basically have about, what, 10 years, give or take, in 10 years' time, if we're still big on oil, which I predict we still <laughs> will be, we'll be royally fucked, right? So a lot of the things that we should have been doing, you know, and this is taking into account him coming in in 2015, looking at the policies going into the first term, into the second term, we should have been seeing a complete shift in our economic model, right? So a complete shift in what our economy is built on, right? And here's the thing. The people who are going to power what Nigeria's economy should be looking like after oil or without oil are the young people with whom the state is waging war. Yeah. Right? The people who are going to use um, technology, who are building, and we saw what happened with Paystack, right? Who are building world-class products mm -hmm. and making this really Good exits. I'm not in the tech world. So I don't know if it was a big or not. No, that was right? that was a massive exit. Cool, two hundred million dollars, right? That was it. Yeah. Two hundred million dollars. Cool. People who are doing that are young people. Mm -hmm. There are very many of them all around. Several of them with different ideas, with different products, just waiting for the right ecosystem to thrive. What Nigeria should be concerned with is how to provide them with the with the enabling environment to do so. Right? But instead, we're stuck, again, with a leadership that its idea of getting revenue, its idea of doing anything at all is in the 80s. Now, you, mentioned, you said something about um, the person's, <laughs> person's um, personal development ending in 93. I think well before. Right? When Gowon was overthrown, do you know, when Gowon was overthrown, he ended up 
going, well, they had to go on exile first to the UK. So yeah. he ended up going to London. You know what he did when he was there? No. He went to school. There is a picture of a former head of state of Nigeria, General Akubu Gowon, in the UK, in line, in a British university cafeteria, with a tray in his hand, lying queuing up for food. He went there, got another degree, or I don't know, probably even a doctorate, right? And if you listen, I know it doesn't exonerate him for the, from the bullshit he did in the civil war, or how he contributed into the mess that we have in Nigeria right now, but if you take a good look at things, you realize that at least on some level, he, re, he thought, oh, you know, I must and I should know better than I do now. A lot of us young people, we work in some semblance of an organization, right? And even if we don't, when you want to learn new skills, you either go back to school, take courses on Coursera, go to the University of YouTube, do whatever you have to do to improve on the knowledge that you have. Whatever you do, if you're a graphics designer, you're, you're coding, even in my field as a broadcaster, you're always learning, you're always trying to be better. Well, we have a political class and political elite, and sadly, at the very top of it, are people who are stuck, not, not only in the methods of the past, but in still with their thought process. It is so disgustingly simplistic. They think in such a binary way that it is impossible for them to picture a country that is led by young people. A country whose fortunes can be changed by the efforts of young people. It is impossible for them to see it. Yeah. It is... And it, you know, again, I don't think that it is impossible for them to they see it. Refuse to acknowledge no, no, no. it. So listen, so I, I believe it's two things. There are some people who refuse to acknowledge it. But I do believe that there is a level that one's capacity just gets to. And there's nothing you want to tell that person. The person just can't see it. Do you understand? Yeah. Like if you and I have studied to a certain level, a certain thing, right? And then one of us took the extra effort to learn other things and go to an advanced level. If you are discussing with the other person per, oh, you know this thing, though, this thing can stretch yeah. this way. Person's going to argue with it. That is not possible because, frankly, that's the extent of a person's knowledge. Sure, that's not yet they know reach. Yeah, it's like it's like somebody who stopped uh, who stops learning science in GSS three. All he knows is that atoms are indivisible. That's it. You're not going to start. You go to, when you go to senior school, you learn that atoms can be broken into neurons, protons, electrons. How the fuck? How the fuck is that person going to understand the concept of the atomic bomb? Certainly. Or, radio, or radioactivity. Or radioactivity. Or that you can even do that and create, and you could, you could convert that, that energy yeah, to, to, to something else. Because in his mind, because in his mind, you can't, you can't break an you atom. You can't do it. Because that's where they are. That's where they stopped. And that's what I'm trying to make you understand. That it's not that, oh, they don't want, they just don't know how. That brings me to the level of incompetence in this, in this, in, in, that this administration is exhibiting. What is even sadder? is that there are people who are there who know better. No, to be honest, and this is why I don't think that these guys don't know better, because, bro, no. have you seen the resume of these guys in power? Chica. No, say, I think the president is the dullest person. No, but calm down now. But, good, but who's, making the, who's making the calls at the end of the day? Well, Chica. because like we said, this is politics over humanity. Exactly. Chiget, whatever smarts that they have, they prefer to use it to perpetrate poverty in Nigeria. They prefer to use it to weaponize poverty in Nigeria. Mm. Because 
without weaponizing poverty, and we've seen what this is happening, there are young people like you and I who haven't had the benefit of a proper education, who every four years are used as uh, to carry out all forms of electoral malpractice, right? Yeah. And now somebody was asking on Twitter the other day and saying, ah, like just like we we're mentioning, there are warehouses scattered all over the country with COVID palliatives. How come we're just finding them out? How do these, uh, I don't want to use the term hoodlums or thugs to describe them because quite no. frankly, look, every you know, poor person is not a hoodlum. Do you understand? Everybody, they, there's, there's serious hunger in Nigeria, you know? Let's say young people who are clearly, who have clearly been disenfranchised, right? They are now, somebody saying, oh, how did they find, how can this, those people maybe be alluding to their lack of a proper education, know where those things are, they're so coordinated. My guy, when did they bring all the palliative with trucks come? Who load them? Who load those things inside warehouse? Who, you think, who you think say load them? Not them now. Who you think say they use carry guys for head go inside warehouse? Not boys now. How the boys not going to... You think say the boys not no say they did their sins? We are in the age of reckoning in Nigeria. This That's where it is. Word. That's where it is. We're in the age of reckoning. Word. What we then need to do now, like we've mentioned earlier, is there are people whose old ideal, whose old, whose old you know, part role in this is you know, make the authorities uncomfortable, right? But there are people who need to come up, who need to, how do I say this now? Who need to be fighters of ideas, right? Yeah. We need thinkers. Yeah. We need actual thinkers. There's no, I don't know that there's any revolution, revolution that hasn't, and I don't know any, any sort of movement to make people feel better that mm-hmm. hasn't, that hasn't had thinkers at the, at the forefront. In some way, or be a part of it, whether it's Che Guevara and Castro, whether it's the guys, I think Biko also in the apartheid. Yeah, I mean, the even, even, Mandela. even the Mandela. Mandela was not really the, the yeah. thinker there. Right? Yeah, even with Thomas Sankara. Do you get me? We need guys. I mean, Thomas Sankara was assassinated, but that was clearly an example of an African leader, by the way. But we need people who are, when you're trying to make the establishment uncomfortable, yeah, you can't just it can't just be basbos, you know. Look at the look at look at the war of misinformation they are waging on us now. Yeah. Thankfully, we have people who documented it on our side. Yeah. Imagine, like you mentioned earlier, and we're able to and we're able to see ahead of time what they are trying to do. Exactly. So we are then telling our guys, look, stop feeding into that because exactly. one of their information that you share will yeah. get them to discredit to discredit. 10 of our information that are accurate. Exactly. And I'm happy that people are learning now. So, again, a lot of us have a have an important role to educate ourselves, re-educate ourselves. And, you know, look, there is a, it's a long road, man. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you are listening to this living in Nigeria, you have it, you just know there's something eerie in the air. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, Word. I feel it. It's just something, there's something coming. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it's, just yeah. some, it's something coming. You know, um, like I mentioned earlier, one of the things that most people who have their opponents on the ground will do is to try to finish, yeah, finish them, right? Because if you don't, they'll rise up again or tenfold this mm. time around. So that war is happening right now. As a lot of us are, because a lot of us haven't faced this sort of trauma before. People mm-hmm. have seen the most incredibly disturbing videos and pictures on the yeah. internet in the last 14 days. Yeah. It's going to affect people's mental health. People... I saw I saw a meme of of saying uh, me and my therapist or more. So yeah? that 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 brings us to the concluding part of this podcast. Um, we've seen some shit. 
we all done seen some shit. And I, I think that's part of the reason why I decided to do what I'm doing today, you know, hosting a barbecue. Um, because I, I know that we're all grieving. And I don't want us to do it alone. So I thought maybe having a couple of friends over, just let them know that, yeah, you know, there are some there are people here, able-bodied, who are still going to be able to carry on with the fights, you know. Yeah. And and and, and that's really important. Look, in every in, in in every military formation, the infantry is always very important, you know. Um. So just let people know that there are still people here who can help you carry on with the fights. So, uh, don't worry. At all. You know, just cheer people up. In in the past week, I know that I've been up at 3, 4 a.m. talking to people because they can't sleep. I know that I've I've reached out to people and they were just crying. Boss your head. The, the lucky thing I lucky yeah. shooting at lucky happened on Tuesday night. Yeah. Wednesday morning, I went on air and I said, look, um, in light of what's, what happened, I'm not, I don't know that I can't I can do a full-length yeah. radio show and having fun, right? Um, I don't know how my body reacted to it, but I think my body, my body, I was really affected on a personal level. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and I'm going to be honest that. and say, mentally and everything, it really, it really fucked with me, right? So, um, Wednesday, I barely, I barely showed up at work. Thursday, I don't have mosquitoes in my house. I don't know what happened. 4 a.m., I woke up and I started vomiting. I think my body, my system was really sick of Nigeria's bullshit, yeah. right? And I, and I felt sick, like yeah. physically sick. It got yeah. to me so bad that it wasn't just mental. It was it, manifesting in the physical. I felt physically sick after everything that's happened. And then when I began to see just how maddening the misinformation campaign and how quickly and efficiently we're sort of moving at the time, it really pissed me off. And I, and so I, I thought, you know, so I couldn't go to work, basically. I didn't, go, I didn't go to work on Thursday. Friday, I thought, you know, I'm going to feel better. I have to go on air and I have to, I still couldn't make it to work. And I know I'm not the only person, right? No. Wednesday, Wednesday I was in the studio, you know. I couldn't sleep, so I was there way earlier than usual. I was there. My co-host, the walked into the studio at around five past six and said, check out what happened last night. And boom, I started bawling. Yeah, you were crying. Crying. I was bawling, though. My colleagues, I had like two of my colleagues in the studio you know, just trying to console me. Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I just couldn't handle it anymore. I left. Mm. I didn't do the show that day. You told her how to do the show and say, hey, look, man. Chica feels sad. He can't do this shit. Because we're human beings. Thursday, Thursday, which was, you know, when I decided to speak my piece on this. Um, I could barely, you know, go through all the necessary links on the show. Because bear in mind, I work for a top 40 station. I'm supposed to be hype all the time. Energy, infectious energy. But I make cannot. People, make people happy. Make, make people, you I know. I cannot. From I where cannot. now? From where? And so, Thursday night, I know people could not sleep. Friday night, I know that people, I was up talking to people. I, I was talking to Itodo, was it Friday night? You know, man was just like, yo, gee, people are going crazy. I was talking to this other chick Thursday night. Last night, a friend was with me on the phone, uh, you know, till this morning. She was just talking to me about how she has nightmares. You know, she finds herself just sweating in the middle of the night when the fan is on. Sometimes she just goes outside her, outside, outside her room to just, you know, 
roll up a joint and smoke. She's been smoking some more these days because she needs to, you know, get out of the zone. People need to cope. So I don't, if you're listening to this and you're going through the same problems, I don't want you to feel like all hope is lost because we're not out there protesting. What we're doing now, yeah, what we're doing now is spreading our tentacles, going into different dimensions. Look, this thing that we're doing here is part of the protest. This podcast is part of the protests. We are telling you now that your government ain't shit. We're giving you information. We're feeding you information so you can act on it. And there are so many other podcasts like this who are going to be doing the same thing because everybody's got their audience. So there are people in the media who would have this space to do this and vote through the governments like this. There are people who would be lawyers, who would bail out people. There are people who would be doctors who would treat the sick. There are people who are experts at, you know, uh, 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 at politics and, and, and public administration oh. who would go and design policies. Fuck, there are therapists. <laughs> you can there are to. therapists who, you know, like we are at this point now just channeling all our professional powers, skills, ability into these fights. So bear with us if you think we should all be on the street, but we're not. There are people who can, who can hold down the fort on the streets if we need them to fucking do it. And when the time reach, we go click activate. Bam. But until then, find where you fit in and fucking join the struggle. That's it. That's all I've got to say on this podcast, man. Yo, um, thank you very much. If you've made it to this point of the podcast, we've done a decent 50 plus minutes. We appreciate you checking us out and listening. If you want to leave feedback, we are at the Stretch NG on Twitter, Insta, everywhere else. Um, be sure to tell a friend about the podcast, share, rate it, please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts as well, so we can get the podcast out to more people. And uh, basically, hope we will be here uh, in another week, and we'll uh, we'll talk some more. It is Chica's birthday. We're recording this on Sunday, the twenty fifth. My boy's birthday today. It's a big year for him. Big things are happening. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, so, last year was hella bleak. But yo, I'm not going to... Remember, remember last year, on 24th, yeah. my guy and I went to some meeting yeah. in a restaurant in yeah. Metama. Yeah, then we And then after the meeting, we're like, we're, I was like... In my mind, I'm like, I can't just send my guy home. I, 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 it's bleak like this. So, went to Junkyard. You know, Junkyard is a, a, a spot. Uh, free advertising for them right now, but it's calm. And um, we had some good food, but this year is good. Yeah. See, in the last 12 months, you know, if you take away COVID, take away the fucking Nigerian government, God has been good, bro. True. You know, I know, I know, I know um, shit is really bleak right now for, for most people in the country, but in whatever way you can, you can still count your blessings knowing that, you know, um, this is a, look at this as a time to recharge, right? Recharge, re-strategize, create more um, lasting and hopefully impacting strategies moving forward. And then we can do the Lord's work eventually. So, right. shouts to you listening to the podcast. My name, I realize we didn't introduce ourselves at the start of the pod now. True. My name is Osato EDK. I'm Chika. Keep stretching. <laughs>